is up to this. Hello and welcome to Pod of Greed, the world's only Yu-Gi-Oh! podcast in the island of Ireland, sponsored by Kyber Corp. Happy St. Patrick's Day special, Duelist. I'm Sarah, aka uh, Han Villain. I'm Max, aka Duel in the Sky keeps on turning. Okay. I'm I'm Dan, aka Drakengard 2003. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Can I be- please uh, may what is Drakengard? Please tell me. I do not know what this is. Okay, so Drakengard is a video game that uh, the important thing is one of the secret endings is the fantasy world you're in gets taken to the real world, and the game ends with you and your dragon getting shot down by a fighter jet. Oh, just like Yu-Gi-Oh. Just like Yu-Gi-Oh, because Yu-Gi-Oh Takahashi did it first. Mm. Um, yeah, Yu-Gi-Oh. We we watched a merciful four episodes this week. You know, this this schedule had pity on us. Um, I think you know we we can chill out. We can just like you know, hi hi guys, hi hi hi. Has your life been? What's up? Are you feeling good? Oh my god, I've been feeling so good. The weather is so warm now. It's been 70 degrees Fahrenheit the last two days. Seasonal effect of depression clearing away? It's getting... Oh yeah, no, my my crops are just like blasting right now. It's getting warm, but I wish it was cold. Huh. Well. Interesting. We can't we can all have 70 degree weather then, I suppose. We can't all know what that means either. I mean, um, who wants to... Hot, but it is... <laughs> Anyway, recap the first episode. I don't have recap notes. I just have normal notes for this one. Okay. Okay. I also have this picture of Joey Wheeler with his tongue out. You want to see it? Uh, uh sure. not pissed, when you describe pissed, it like that. Pissed. Where? Well, this this uh, also the second episode, maybe the third episode does open with Anzu's feet, so we yeah, can cross really we can, didn't like that. We... <laughs> that was some challenging material. Uh, so... Yeah. D- uh, you, so you don't have um, notes for any... Or you don't have, like, a recap for any of them? Oh, no, I have recap for the other ones, just not this one. Okay, alright. Uh, I-, I can go first. Yeah, sure. Let me, uh, cool, cool. set up a timer. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm just, like, looking at Joey. There he is. Tongue hanging out, sweat all over his face. Like a dog. Just like it, that's well, that's what's in my notes for okay. that image, honestly. Oh. Uh, Just like uh, dog. Uh, hey, what's the episode title in English? Oh yeah, uh, this this first episode is titled. It's episode twenty one, deck of armor. Mm-hmm. Okay. We're we're working with episode one hundred and sixty five, Valon on the move, mysterious armor deck. Hmm. It's the same thing. Yeah. It's title. His title. All right. I'm going to count you down. Count me down. Three, two, one, go. Yamui and Anzu walk the tracks like in the stad to meet up with Jinochi and Honda to tell them that Yami's no longer sicko mode. Immediate Joey face as Jinochi keeps losing Jonkin and has to carry Ryuzaki. Cut to the Illuminati Incorporated as Maya's mad that Doma's trying to order her around, so she bikes off to challenge Jinochi again. A biker gang tries to hit on her and she summons a real harpy lady to wreck them all. They all die. Valon shows up and tells Mai she's too hungry for victory and that she'll never be satisfied since she has no reason to win. He says that he has feelings for Mai and that he'll beat anyone for her, but she asks if he can defeat her. 
Otogi shows up with Rebecca, and they both challenge Valon, two-on-one. Of course, Valon is holding his own against the two of them, and we see Otogi get gut-punched by a monster. Both Otogi and Rebecca's decks have amazing synergy, which makes no sense, because they've never talked before, but I guess they read the script. Valon plays some Magan armor card that gives him a magical girl transformation, and he's covered in dual monsters armor now. Why? We get some Sakuga shots of Valon punching Otogi and Rebecca's dragon as they lose the duel, and Valon is fine. My drive's off. On the tracks, everyone sees an aurora, like when the duel monsters became real at the beginning of the season. Dart says that their god is hungering for more souls. Cut to the sky where Kaiba's mad that Yami lost and Amelda's flying the plane. That's episode. You have 55 seconds remaining. That is 55 Yeet. points. All right. Thank I didn't you. know until not in the second episode that we watched this week that Alistair's name in the sub was Imelda. I just had no idea what her name was. Oh, yeah, just like an extra character. Like, <laughs> when it, did this person show up? It, no, I, I knew who she was and what she looked like and that she was Alistair, but I didn't know until the title of episode 166, Imelda's Revenge, that she had nope. a name. <laughs> yeah. I just didn't know what it was. Hmm. I quite like the name Imelda, though, so, um, yeah. R- reveal to me the name of your Musketeer. Tell me now the name of your sexy trans musketeer with the crop top hmm. and the dead brother. Uh, and yeah, that's more important. I, that's I mean that's for next few episodes, really. Yeah. Uh, so I'm not entirely sure if Valen is like as open to my about this stuff, but I think Valen. Valen does like try to like appeal to Mai, and he he definitely wants to impress Mai. Uh, uh, it's he, not like a romantic thing. It's more like a yo, I'm cool. Check me out. Oh no, he he definitely. I don't. I'm unsure if it's if it's supposed to be, but it couldn't. Hmm. It's more. It's definitely a one sided thing, and right. It's a little more ambiguous in the yeah. in the in the dub. Okay. Um, yeah. Um, no, he just likes straight up like asks her out and fucking like touches her shoulder without being it's like oh fuck i, I don't like val i don't want to say yeah i think he might uh, still yeah, touch uh, his shoulder but i don't remember yeah yeah so uh we got a we got a joey face mm. uh i mean i am shot, shot i've been drinking constantly since the start of the episode so like Hell nice yeah. <laughs> for all five minutes of it mm-hmm <laughs> So I, I'm, I'm bending the rules a little bit. I'm drinking out of a mug, but I'm not actually drinking out of a mug because it's one of those like mug treats that you microwave. It's a cinnamon roll in okay. a mug. Okay. That is... Oh, you precious little cinnamon roll mugs. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> oh, look at you. Of all the hosts, which of our is the cinnamon... What was the fuck? I cannot... I can't even remember so, what cinnamon roll means. Cinnamon roll or cinnamon roll with an S. Oh, yeah, yeah. that was it. It's... Okay. It's oh, do cinnamon- you have an answer for this? Hmm. Sorry, don't. I guess I would be the cinnamon roll with a C. Uh, there's also it looks like a cinnamon roll with a C, and Elliot's the cinnamon roll with an S. Hmm. I, guess. I think a lot. I I think more than half of like our whole roster are cinnamon rolls with an S. Hmm. We're just a bunch of nasty people. We're just nasty, roidy, dirty boys. <laughs> Um, um, I do want to. I'm looking at the line that I've written down that Valen says in my notes, and he says, "Like a vampire hungers for blood, my you hunger for victory. But one victory won't satisfy. You'll still thirst for more." Which is pretty raw, and I liked to hear. Wasn't paying enough attention to know the context of it, so I don't really that, like it anymore. That's the thing. It's like the line itself is cool, but this like 
No, that doesn't apply to my. Like it makes absolutely no sense. <laughs> it's like it. They've gone from destroying my's character to like saying they're gonna rebuild my's character, but just kind of like throw a bunch of Legos together and say they made a Lego set, but it's just like clearly they didn't try at all. It's a pile of Legos. But even then, a pile of Legos is still fun. It's like you made your school. A pile project. of Legos is not fun if you lose one and then you step on it later, which is what we're doing here with my. <laughs> yeah, there you go. See, that's better now. A Lego is only good and lovable if you put it into a building, aka a functioning character. I'm really Legos, losing it with this metaphor. Your yeah, your Legos need to have a sensible backstory. Otherwise, there's no point. Yeah, yeah like a bionicle. Every Lego should have a backstory. Like a bionicle. God, yeah. What if my was a bionicle? Myonicle. Myonicle! I'm now thinking about those, like. Those weird MOC bionicles that people make, and they give them like boobs and asses. I'm sorry. Okay. Yeah, no. Sometimes, sometimes. Okay, yeah. Legos need two things actually. One backstory. Two tits TNA. and asses. Yeah, those are the only two things. Yes. That's all I want. You see those? Hopefully, six... hopefully the the, 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 su the Super Mario set they're coming out with will have TNA in it. Hmm. I was just gonna say the six little nubs on top of the Lego bits are the titties of the Lego. Whoa! <laughs> like a dog. Yeah. Wow. A whole mess of them. Ah, <laughs> oh, this Incredible. is challenging material. Hey, I think it's very funny how uh, Duke calls Rebecca Becky in this duel. Why ha -ha. is he calling her Becky? I don't think it's he weird. calls her that in the dub. No one's ever called her Becky until now. She's not a Becky. She's a Rebecca. I, no, so I'm no offense to her, but she's not a Becky. She's not a Becky. Absolutely not. I think maybe I knew a like Becky when I see one. Season one could be described as a Becky, but even then, yeah. I would more Be a Becky. A Becky is either like a ten year old or like I don't know, like over eighteen. Yeah. Uh, or like just a rude white girl. Actually, well, she is a rude white girl. Yeah, but not that kind of rude white. But, it's a, there's there's layers. To yeah, it. there's there's layers to Becky's. Hmm. Be Becky's like an onion, you see. Becky's <laughs> um, like an onion. I was just gonna say, I just, I just, I do like to hear Duke say Becky. Yeah, it's funny. It's I like fun. when they say American names in the Japanese voice. Yeah. Uh, do we want to talk about like Valen's cool? Robot armor? That was very, very weird. He he plays cards that basically, like I said, he's a, it's a magical girl transformation. The armor is on him. It's it's really, really strange, but like they put a lot of budget into it. So it's like animated super well yeah. when he punches the dragon real good. I noticed that. I was like, why is the animation so fucking, in like it's really intense. It's like, like I, w I wish this happened to literally any other character because I cannot bring myself to care about Valen. Yeah, because the, the duel was like 10 minutes long. It I wasn't, know, it was weird. The kind of animation it was, it looked like it should have been the culmination of like a five episode long duel. It was like the right. level of budget that was on the fucking, you know, Yugi Marek duel. And I was like, yeah, this is just creepy armor pervert beating up a child and a homosexual. Yeah, not, not great. <laughs> I will say there's a really cool moment when he, t like when the armor comes off at the end of the duel, there's a few frames where his hair is still matted down and it puffs back up. It's like, it was a very nice touch. <laughs> Um, I, I do like that that part of summoning Leviathan involves an Aurora Borealis at this time of day, at this part <laughs> of the country, localized entirely, I guess, everywhere. May I see it? Yes. 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, it's because it's all over America it's, and it, the world. Oh, and one last little thing I want to note, which is, I, when the episode ends with like the shot of Kaiba and Mokuba on the jet, we do see like Valen in the pilot's chair, and he is wearing a uniform. Or Amelda, and she's, I, I oh, wish yeah, she it's, was it's wearing Amelda slash Alistair. I, I really wish she was wearing the pilot's uniform in the rest of the coming episodes. Oh, God. <laughs> it's a duel. It, it's like in Hitman. You have to keep the disguise on the whole time. <laughs> uh, uh, that's it for me. Yeah, I, I got I got nothing else. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Just still Yeet. looking at this picture with Joey with his tongue out. Mm. Yeah, don't, don't like it. Uh, I regret saying that. Oh. <laughs> uh... I mean, it does give me dog vibes. Exactly. They gotta have put it on on purpose. Dog vibes 2020. Dog vibes 2020. Yeah, like, listeners, it's just, it's from when he was tired after carrying Rex and he lay down in the train tracks and did panting. It's it's just the stand. It's just because Joey's can't uh, actually sweat, uh, so they have to stick their tongues out. (laughs) Joey's plural. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> the species Joey, unlike the Joey Wheeler is a person dream. The, unlike the kangaroo Bebby. That's the one, Bepis. Uh, <laughs> episode 166, Amelda's Revenge, Duel in the Sky. Keeps on turning. Uh, episode 22, Flight of Fear, part two. Part one. Part one. <laughs> you don't get part one. Uh, okay, who's you... doing it? I can do it. You do it, Sarah. Yeah, it's been it. a while. Okay. Yeah. It's been a while. I will, count me down. Yep. Uh, opening up the timer, and I will count you down. Three, two, one, go. The first shot in the episode is Anzu's feet. She's dipping them in water because she, they, her and Yugi have been walking for miles and miles, whatever. I don't fuck up. Fuck this. We then cut to Joey and Tristan. They have encountered a rattlesnake and are very, 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 very scared of it. It's Kaiba plane time. Kaibas are on the plane. They're looking out the window. There's the Aurora Borealis localized entirely within the sky on the Kaiba jet. The lights start flickering. The plane is empty. It's all spooky. Amelda, aka Alistair for you dub watchers, um, contacts Kaiba over his color speaker and is like, Ooh, I'm going to kill you. Uh, they find her in the plane boardroom and she's like, let's duel. They duel. Um, like a turn into the duel, Amelda is like, let's fight some are more spacious. She then activates the seal of Arakalkos, which opens up the plane and they lift up onto the roof and then the plane closes again. It's very weird. Um, she does some purple smoke stuff. Um, the purple smoke transports Kaiba into the war zone of her memories. Uh, meanwhile, Mokuba has to like start flying the plane so it doesn't crash. He's actually, he actually can't fly a plane. It's bad. Um, so Kaiba has been transported into like 1973 Belfast. There's like bombed out buildings everywhere, some children playing on the street, having a good time. He makes friends with the war orphan kids and they talk to him about their shitty life in the battlefield. Kaiba is like having feelings for these little boys. He plays chess with one of the new bullet cartridges as the chess pieces. He's just having a lot of feelings. This tender chess moment is interrupted by war and bombs. A big Kaiba Corp tank squadron the tank squad 
Modred opens fire on the child and him, killing the child. He then comes back to the duel and he's like, ah! He continues the duel. He's real mad about everything. Amelda's there like, you see, war is hell, huh? Uh, Mugaba, we cut back to Mugaba, who cannot fly the plane. Uh, the plane is crashing because Amelda broke it. Kaiba is like, oh fuck, but I still have to do the duel. Oh no, if I don't finish this duel, my brother's gonna oh, fucking die. I didn't die. realize we completely <gasps> ran out of time. Oh my I god, was I was waiting for that. To the clock. I was set up uh, a thing. I, I, I'm I, gonna I, have to use a different timer next time because it did not let me know when it ran out. Okay. I was talking and I was like, it must have been more than two minutes because this is a fucking lot. Yeah. Uh, well, no points, I guess. No points for Sarah. Takahashi no really said the troubles happened, huh? I mean, it wasn't Takahashi, but... Oh, right, yeah. Yeah, that makes it even worse that they're like, this is... I... <clears throat> like, okay. I'm okay with season four existing in its own little canon that they had to add to the show just to, like, fill in more time. Why is this part of the backstory? It, it, I just... I mean, I, I just... I like this episode because it's the first time I've had really properly seen Kaiba experiencing feelings. Right, yeah. It, it's like... I mean, yeah, it, my, my problem with the entire season, they're so close to making good points. Yeah. But then it's like, uh, war is bad, dude. And it's like, what frustrates me so much is that, like, literally all Kaiba has to do is say, yeah, I know, like, I destroyed all of our military industrial complex stuff. It's fine now. But no. I mean, he... He doesn't say any of that. Kind of does. Um, maybe that might be in the next episode. He's... Like, or maybe it's Mokuba in the next episode is like, hey, Amelda, can you stop this? Don't you know that we also hate our dad? Like, what the fuck are you doing? Oh, yeah, yeah, no, yeah. The entire time Mokuba's like, the boys are fighting. <laughs> Literally. Um, this just, just, just... I don't know, I just, I like to see Kaiba in the memory war zone confronted with this little boy who is also he's like this little boy is exactly like my brother i love him and i really feel for him in the middle of this war zone um uh, but then kaiba's also like getting mad that amelda is doing this bullshit right right so don't, like don't impose these memories on me yeah yeah so i'll tell you about what happens in the dub okay uh let's see Kaiba starts out in like the bombed in like the shelter and the boys come in. The boys are really rude to Kaiba except for the one that looks like Mokuba. Uh oh. imagine that. Uh I don't think they play any chess. Uh Kaiba's staring at it because we know about his backstory and chess and all that. Uh the rude boys send Kaiba and the nice boy up to scavenge for supplies. Uh and then the tanks come firing big lasers. Ah, lasers. Uh, the boy is not here anymore, but we don't know why. Uh, There's just no way to know why. Wow, what a, what a mystery. What a mystery. Uh, I think that's... Oh, I I think that's all the important I do want to say that the names of the children in the sub are Dennis, Ewan, and Tony. <laughs> yeah! Oh my Which is God. why I was like, what is this fucking Belfast? Right? <laughs> what the like... fuck? Why is those their names? Yeah, this is our this is the fourth kid that was with them, Patty. Yeah. 
I think they might have the same names, but I'm not. I'm hundred percent sure. I mean, that would track because there's more of the same names in the dub and the sub than usual. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like not as many things to change. Amelda is like pretty not... much the only one that's been changed to Alistair. Right. Oh, and I think they're oh, all um, the same. Dan, when they played chess, were they playing with chess with bullets, or do they have just real chess pieces? I don't think they play chess at all. Kaiba just stares at oh, the board damn. for a bit. I assume they okay, cut so it for yeah, they, time. They cut for damn. time. Mm. I mean, I guess <sighs> they could have been cutting it for bullets, but you know. Um, and, I mean, I guess, I guess it might be too hard to what you got twenty four whole pieces to paint over with real chess pieces because we can't show bullets. Yeah, we can't show a kid. There's Wait, a, I gotta have a ask direct... one thing about mm-hmm. chessboard. Uh, so the chessboard only has like five pieces on it. Did it have like a full set of like bullet pieces or? Yeah, yeah. they don't. Whenever they play bullet chess, that sounds kind of rad. That sounds really cool, actually. Yeah, but it's fire not... emblem, fire, fire emblem with guns. Bullet chess bullet is my chess. favorite type of mobile game. <laughs> um, um, but no, they, they, the, the, they. It, this is like after the Kai believes the kids like hideout, which, by the way, is in a church. You see the Christian cross of the church, and also you see it later on when it gets blown up by the Kaiba Corp tanks. Mm. Um, but the way that where the kid and the Kaiba play chess, the kid and the Kaiba is like outside, and the kid like draws a grid in the dirt of the war torn streets, and like yeah. sets up the bullets, and it's just a lot. Uh, there's no Christian cross on the church. It's still obviously a church, but there's just right. no Christ. Uh, <laughs> uh, Just like real church. Am I right, gamers? Um, I do like that they're. The, the, I mean, well, I don't like it, but like the line is very much like when when Imelda shows up and they start doing again. Imelda says that child was shot by a tank and died. Yep. <laughs> Damn. Just, they're they just saying it. Oh, just come out and say. Do it. they say like why Kaiba Corp is in this city? Because they do in the yeah, dub. Yeah, Kaiba, they said, um, well, I mean, they didn't say it, but, like, we know it because of the first flashback that Imelda showed us, where it's, like, Kaiba Corp is, you know, playing both sides to always come out on top. They're, like, weapon suppliers. Right. Yeah. So, they have a different story in the dub, so... <laughs> oh, thank God. Uh, Gozaburo bought the land the city is on, and he wanted to get everyone to leave, but they wouldn't leave, so he sent the tanks after them. That is monumentally stupid i love it it's so stupid i mean it, is... it yeah does kind of seem like something that would still happen in real life i mean landlords are just yeah damn yeah that bad this, this is gozaburu said manifest destiny <laughs> um my last note is that like on the plane it does say kaiba airways i'd like to think that kaiba yes! has like an yeah. entire like fleet of planes that just like are in airports around the world hmm I'm fully willing to believe that. It's like Ka- Kaiba Airways sponsors like a <laughs> like a British soccer team in the front of their their kits. <laughs> oh my god, um, Kaiba Corp would absolutely sponsor an F1 team from what I know of those. Oh my god, they would. You're oh, absolutely right. That would rule. <laughs> yeah, you you get like, you know, you you get Red Bull, you get Mercedes and you have the Kaiba F1 team. It's fucking McLaren oh, ass fucking I Ugh. I don't know the full story, but isn't there like 
There wasn't there a whole thing with one of the F1 sponsors being an energy drink company that didn't actually exist? Uh, yeah, I, uh, I have to look at that story. F1 is just like a huge money sink. Mm-hmm. Like it's like it's 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 nonsensical. There's an insane amount of money going in and out of that whole a friend, situation. A friend of mine who's into F1 described it as the most guillotinable sport. <laughs> no, you're right. The top drivers are worth like nine digits. So like, yeah, mm. it's it's crazy. It's like it's it's all like wildly corrupt too, just like FIFA is. Mm-hmm. Uh. Sports sports are corrupt, folks. That's the fact of the day. Wow. All sports except for Jewel Monsters. And, uh, uh, what is it? Mounted Polo Cross. Oh, yes. Mounted Polo Cross, of course. Wait, Polo Cross is mounted. Polo Cross is mounted lacrosse. Fuck. Uh, damn. Layers. Hey, can we talk about how the Seal of Oracalcos acts like a, a little elevator that puts them on the plane roof? I love yeah, that. It just can do, just it because can do that now. It can do that now. It just does patch up to it. Silver Calcos is lift. Hmm. <laughs> it it just it it can do that. <laughs> I, I'm so glad it can do that. I it just should, did that. I should note it doesn't like put them completely on the roof. Like the entire roof is cut off and they're just floating on like the seal itself. Yeah, it like it basically makes the the fuselage of the plane like transparent underneath them. So basically, only so Mokuba and Kaiba can still communicate. <laughs> But yeah, pretty much. I, I like I'm I'm looking at this and I'm like, oh my god, they're drilling on top. It's gonna be so windy. But then I realized that no. you can't leave the seal of our calcos bubble. So this is actually it's, like the most secure part of the plane. Yeah, it's it's pressurized. It's the our seal of our calcos is uh, safely pressurized for the duelists' safeties. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. That's about all I got. Do we have any? I, that's a yeah. Part. Yeah. Uh, I just, although I do want to mention that, like, Kaiba has so many feelings. Kaiba tries to have so many feelings in this episode, but, like, his body doesn't know what serotonin is. So the only, like, emotion that he's actually capable of expressing is snark and rage. So he just does that. That about explains. That's about the same in the dub. Yeah. I just, I like to see him looking at this war-torn city with the little children that look exactly like his brother and just kind of, like, being snarky about it. Because mm. he's Kaiba. He's <laughs> do any, does anyone besides me want to do Queens of Games? I got nothing. I've been drawing Fire Emblem fan art. And... <laughs> But I, again, I cannot talk about Fire Emblem without taking three hours on it. All right, so let's one hour for each house. A one hour per house. Well, actually, no, an hour and a half yellow house, an hour and a half. Uh, sorry, an hour and twenty minutes red house, ten minutes for me to just say how much I hate Dimitri. Uh, I hate you. Hmm. You're welcome. All right. Uh, <laughs> then in that case, let's move on to episode twenty-three, Flight of Fear, Part Two. Episode 167, Air Fortress Xerot. Alright. Cool That's name. a fucking radical title. It's a very cool title. I will pull my phone up and time you, Dub. You, you Alright. Sure. Did the Max do the first one? Yeah. yeah. It's Dan's turn. Okay. Okay. Are you uh, ready yes. to rumble? Give me a second. I just need to open up my summary I've prepared. Alright. I'm ready. Three, two, one. Let's jam. Mokuba calls up Roland to get instructions on how to fly a plane. 
Alistair summons the Flying Fortress Ziggurat, which has Dynadude's face on it, and uses tokens that look like Dynadude. I think that means something. Mokuba gets on the gets the plane working, and Roland and the Kaibacopters show up. Uh, Alistair freaks out seeing the Kaibacopters. They're the same kind Goza Burrow use. Uh, the plane gets fucked up some more because of this. Kaiba summons Blue Eyes. Kaiba demoralizes Alistair by telling him that he failed to protect his brother. Kaiba's good at being a brother. And some bullshit about uh, violence. We live in a part. You live in a society even though you participated in blah, blah, blah. Uh, Kaiba powers up Blue Eyes and destroys the Ziggurat. Then he summons Critias, uses it with Blue Eyes to beat Alistair. Alistair is taken by the Orichalcos. But in his final moments, he thinks Mokuba is Mikey and gives him the old Dynadu figurine. Uh, Yami, Tristan, and Kaiba's. Er, wait, sorry. Yami, Joey, and Kaiba's deck start glowing as the legendary dragons show up. They help Kaiba land the plane, and everyone's back together. But Roland's got some bad news. Doma has completely bought out Kaiba Corp. Time. 47 seconds. Oh, hell yeah. I guess when you don't have war crimes to discuss, it's easier to summarize. Hmm. Yeah, not as heavy. Not as have fucking um Jesus the fucking war crimes um sister war crimes I want to emphasize how much I completely forgot that Mukaba does not fly the plane in canon I that that is a bit that we do on this show and not a real right. thing from Yu-Gi-Oh as it turns out, he does not know how to fly a plane. I was so shocked. I was like, why is Mokuba calling the Kaiba Corp to learn how to fly? He already knows how to fly the plane. He flies the plane every day. But turns out <laughs> that's from this podcast and not from the show known yeah. as Yu-Gi-Oh! Well, Duel death Monsters. of the author, we make canon now. It's our rules. Yep. Takahashi is dead and we have killed him. Um, It was it, like <clears throat> Mokuba kind of like helps there's a part in the door where Melda's stalling, basically, to, you know, ensure that everyone dies because yeah! they can't win. And then Mokuba's like, or no, no, Kaiba says, since your brother and parents were killed, you'll kill every parent and brother in the world. It's so it's like, fucking... ah, the ideology. Woof. Hmm. Woof. And then, Mo yeah, and Mokuba the whole time is like, war is bad. Stop fighting. And then Melda's like, dang, war is bad, I guess. Just the, the sheer, the sheer fact that, like, Kaiba's just so fucking done with all of Amelda's shit. I think that's kind of why he doesn't bother trying to defend himself, to be honest. Because hmm. he's like, this bitch is talking absolute crap. Like, Yeah. Even though, you know, she's not. But Kaiba is like, I agree with you, so I'm not going to defend myself. You know? Yeah, Kaiba says, yeah, I've been trying to tell you this the whole time. <laughs> Yeah. I yeah. I've been noticing a theme in this season of isolation. Like people become evil when they become isolated. Uh It's almost like the way to prevent that is by having friends and friendship. Yeah. <laughs> are you are you making just the absolute, you know, batshit insane theory that you use I mean, about friendship? I, I don't want to imply that there's a running theme in this show this Right, yeah, of course not. Friendship, course not. but like I know if you connect some of the dots with the red tape and the Pepe Sylvia type board, the the path of that red ribbon does kind of spell like friendship if you squint a little bit. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking about it. Thinking about it. And it might just be friendship. It might be friendship. 
Yeah, I like I I I I like that you noticed that, Dan, because it, you know it 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 helps me enjoy season four a lot more when you realize, like, yeah, dang, like a lot of these characters are like having capital I issues, and it's like have friends. Yeah, yeah, like genuinely, even though like in broad strokes, it's kind of a train wreck and absolute complete nonsense in places. In other we places, gotta find the diamonds in the room. You gotta yeah. find the diamonds. So in- and they're not diamonds. So what we're they're saying like- is that season four is the Metal Gear Solid two of Yu-Gi-Oh. No, because Metal Gear Solid two is inarguably good. It is good. It's just also no, yeah, kind like- of that shit. No, but uh... but the bat shit in Metal Gear Solid Two is good. The bat shit in this is just like weird, yeah, non racism racism. Oh, I thought we you were gotta, talking you about gotta the remember, other bat Dan, shit like, stuff in it. No, yeah, <laughs> the the type of bat shit that you're enjoying about season four is like the reason why I'm not liking it that much. <laughs> mm. Two sides of the same coin. Yeah, I'm I'm here for the the small moments, the s- small moments of very good characterization. Yeah. Um, um, that are like tied together with the thinnest plot imaginable. That's anime. Yeah. It's anime. That's anime. Um, the last thing I have is just I like that each of their uh, the, the legendary dragons like fuses with a different type of card. Like Kaiba fuses with trap cards. Joey fuses with magic cards. Huh. Uh, Yuki fuses with monster cards. Huh. Um, I did not. And it's notice yeah, that. it's very very cool. I like to see like blue eyes fused with. Um, Critias. I was like, dang, yeah. cool dragon. Hmm. I like that it. That was pretty cool. Uh, uh, oh, hey, I do want to mention that um, whenever the, the Kybercorp helicopters show up and like trigger the fuck out of Imelda, um, we have like this little shot of uh, Isono, Kaiba's goon, just like looking out the window of the helicopter being like, Kaiba, sir, what the fuck are you doing on yeah, top of right? Roland? Yeah, at the start of the episode, Mokuba's <laughs> like calling up Roland and he's like, uh, sure, I can find someone who knows about planes, and he just hands the phone to the next person. Yeah, it's, it, it's a very, it's a very cute little moment. I love Roland slash Isono. Um, <laughs> he's very good. He's, um, he's good. Kaiba needs him. Yeah, and then the, oh, the two more things that I want to mention about this episode. I don't know if anyone else has anything. Um, no. but first of all, Kaiba fucking uses just blatantly uses the heart of the cards. He, like, looks at his deck. He's like, card, I need you. He draws the card, does not look at it, and declares it to be Critias, his cool dragon. Like... Yeah, I... I don't know if he he acknowledges it or not, but he's definitely using the heart of the cards for Critias. There's Uh, a lot that Kaiba doesn't acknowledge in these episodes, to be honest. Speaking of not acknowledging acknowledging things, Kaiba did drop Hot of Green this episode. Oh, yeah! Oh, sorry. I, I was gonna bring that up. He did. He he drew Pot of Greed. It's good. I no like quick it. Shot of Greed. We're getting a lot of mileage out of Shot of Greed this season. We really are. I mean, I only have one. I might need to go down and get another beer. Um, I'll have to fucking break out the Guinnesses. Mm. My last away. point of this episode is that so Kaiba uses dragon magic to crash land the plane at the exact spot where Yugi and Joey have just met up. <laughs> yeah. Like, and then this motherfucker. Has the audacity to walk out of that plane and immediately be like, I don't believe in destiny to Yugi and Joey, who are standing right there, coincidentally having met up right there. Yeah. I don't believe in destiny, but I will hang out with you to the end of the season. Yeah, so <laughs> the first two things that Kaiba says when he meets uh, Yugi and pals all meeting in one place 
as fate would have it, oh great, if it isn't the dweeb patrol. And then when Yami <laughs> begs Kaiba to just accept the magical bullshit and destiny, Kaiba says, if I had a dime for every time you use the word destiny, I'd be even richer. <laughs> if I had a dime for every single time. What song is it? Kaiba Kaiba on the plane is like, what's up, pussies? <laughs> what's up, pussy? Ugh, <laughs> oh, I can fucking hear it in his voice. Uh, <laughs> that's uh, all that's for all I me. got for this one. Alright. Alright. Episode Yeet. 168, Darts' Shadow Approaches. Oh, uh, nothing title. Yeah, so, dub title is... Uh, episode 24, Paradise Found. That's a stupid... When did oh. they lose it? The- well, no, it, it's because they talk about, like, Paradise and, like, the company in the episode. That's still a stupid title. I'm oh, mad about so it. so they're not referencing Milton? Okay. They, no, they are. The, the title is, which makes me mad, because it's just like... I don't... Oh. I love it. Four kids. <laughs> I'm shaking my fist. Okay. Uh, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, you wanna, Sarah? I kind of want to have another go at recapping, since last time I was... Um, no, yeah, do yeah. it. Hampered by war crimes. Okay, yeah. yeah. Let me just start a you timer that'll actually go off. <laughs> just uh. like in real life. <clears throat> Happy St. Patrick's Day, everyone. Okay. Uh, I'll count you down. Three, two, one, go. Okay. The squad are in the helicopter. Mokuba's like, what the fuck? How can the Illuminati just buy Kaiba Corp? And Kaiba's like, well, the Illuminati can just buy Kaiba Corp. Um, there's some other stuff. Ninjas appear on screen. I'm not really quite sure why. We find out that Kaiba has already sent his goons to the Florida Museum to retrieve the whatever information the gang actually needed to progress the plot. And the professor is like, okay, Kaiba, we need to enhance these images with a computer. And Kaiba's like, great, I've got computers at my US Kaiba Corp headquarters which have conveniently been taking, taken over by Doma. It's fucking heist time. Um, they do a Kaiba Corp heist. Meanwhile, we kind of cut to Doma's headquarters where Darts is doing witchcraft. Uh, there's rocks falling out of the sky. There's monsters crawling out of the ground. It's kind of wild. The gang meet up outside Kaiba Corp headquarters to break into. They're breaking into it. Kaiba knows a secret passage. They get attacked by real monsters. Uh, and there's a great wee conversation between Yami and Kaiba here, which we can go over later. Um, they get into Kaiba Corp. There's the big brain computer. Uh, Kaiba is like, hacking. They find a weird prophecy. They also find out who Darts is. Darts comes and talks to them in a weird dream vision. Then he disappears. Uh, and then the episode kind of ends with Valen riding off to fight Jonoichi into the sunset. Alright, That's yeah. it. Okay. That's uh, 38 seconds. Hmm. I'll put you down for 38 points. Can I say, this is a really good episode. Hmm. It, it was kind of all over the place. I liked it because it was like a heist almost. Yeah. Yeah. I'd, and also there was no dueling. Although, sometimes, you know, sometimes, sometimes I like a bit of dueling. Sometimes I do like a bit of dueling. I think the reason I liked it so much is because we got it's like it was all real monsters the whole time, and it was like we're using our cards not as Yu-Gi-Oh cards but as Pokemon. Yeah, yeah. the The conversation that I wanted to spend a little bit more time oh with. Oh my god, it killed me. It's just Kaiba. <clears throat> That's what I have nice. to say. Happy St. Patrick's Day. 
<laughs> so the real monsters like start clawing their way into the lift and Kaibeth goes on some absolute bullshit about like, oh these this must these must be dumb as monsters. This isn't solid vision. It must be like a different display system to Kyber Corpse. And fucking <laughs> Kaiba It's so funny. Yami's like, dude, it's fine, believe they're real and that science can't explain it yet. Just like they're real, dude. Kaiba's like Yami's like, I don't know how to t- tell you that the monsters that are physically clawing apart the lift that we are inside of are real. My are guy. You- <laughs> My Ka- guy they're Kaiba's- right there. Kaiba's like, oh, there must be some hologram, and Yami turns to Kaiba and says, Are you in the headspace to receive information that could possibly hurt you? <laughs> Kaiba kudos to- you go first sorry Dan I was gonna say like kudos to Kaiba Kaiba just kind of looks at Yami and vaguely smiles and is like that's fucking stupid but let's go with it anyway <laughs> that's, that's bullshit but I believe it that's basically what he says in the dub yeah uh, it's really good a-, a little thing I appreciated is like at the start when all of the all of Kaiba corpse been bought out like like they tr- like one of the goons I think uh <sighs> His name's uh I why did I forget his name? I said it earlier in this episode. Uh Roland is like he's like trying to support Kaiba and Kaiba's like, don't talk to me, you don't work for me anymore. And huh. and then like him and another goon like say they're always gonna stand by him. And Aww. it's really nice. No, that's actually sort of um similar from the sub in that they call him Kaiba Sama. Oh. And and Kaiba's like, don't call me that. Like, I'm not the president anymore. It's like, I don't know. It's it's a it's strange. But Kaiba's like acknowledges like, yeah, dude, we were super bought out, but it's fine. Like, I honestly, Kaiba. I kind of I like the idea that Kaiba has you know, barring the big five. After firing the big five, the staff that are loyal enough to work for Kaiba are all just kind of his like fifty dads. Like they all kind of care for him. They're like, you know, this yeah. little boy who's a complete train wreck. We're gonna look after him. <laughs> They're all ride or die. Mm-hmm. They're all just ride or die. Kaiba has fifty dads. Kaiba Corp has a Levi Moss mentality. Yeah, Levi Moss. Um, there's like, when they're breaking in, Anzu and Honda are like, yeah, we'll go to the police and get help. I don't know what that'll do. But then like, when they go to the police, they're under the influence of the Orcalcos. And it's like, it just goes to show, you can't trust the police. A-C-A-D. All cops are Doma. All cops are Doma. I did like that bit. It is fucking telling, though, that the person that suggests going to the police and like telling them stuff is Honda, because Honda's yeah, a fucking hmm. Blue Lives Matter guy. Hmm. Oh, God. I think no. Honda is very much the sort of guy who's like, but if we don't have police, who will take care of the bad guys? Yeah. Oh, my God, yeah. Honda probably wants to be a cop when he grows up or some shit. I, I don't know. I. Hmm. He sucks. Um, uh, we kind of see the Leviathan in this one. Oh yeah, when 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 Dart shows up, and it's so funny. Kaiba and Yami both separately know Darts. Yami knows Darts is like the leader of Doma, but he's never seen their face. And Kaiba's like, "Oh yeah, I know this person. They're the CEO of Paradise Incorporated." <laughs> it's like what? Okay, uh, I like that. Um, whenever they they do they they like hack the images and find out about this corporation, and Kaiba's like, "Ah, uh, the CEO of that guy is." Darts and like dramatically <laughs> brings up an image of the 
yeah, he just like dramatically presses a keyboard key and like five million pictures of darts show up all over Kybercorp headquarters. I think I think it's about the same. Like, there's a whole bit about uh, Paradiso Inc. I think that's what they call it in the dub. Is like they have shares in like every damn company in the world. It's part of. It's like basically it's one of those things. It's like you know how. I, Every single company in the world is only owned by seven corporations. There are only seven right. corporations that own everything. It's that shit. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Par- Paradise is like Johnson & Johnson or whatever. Or yeah. Unilever or Nestle or I can't remember what the yeah. other ones are. I, I'm not sure I like Rebecca, but I like Rebecca hacking. Re- Rebe- Rebecca is hacker man. I love how Rebecca's like hacking to get them in. And she's like, Kaiba, your security system fucking sucks. You should hire me to write a better one. Like, yeah, get I mean, hey. Kaiba, and then, that's really fun. And then Kaiba's like, I'll consider it. <laughs> Rebecca, get hired. Kaiba, hire exclusively children to work for him. <laughs> well, no reasonable adult will work for him, that's for sure. <laughs> that is true. He Part has to 50 hire children. Oh. <laughs> <sighs> I liked it. This is fun. Um, the Blue Eyes jet does crash in this one, which is very, very sad. Oh, worn out for a real I, one. One thing that I forgot to mention in my recap was uh, in order to like escape from all the monsters, Kaiba and Yami go into the roof, and Kaiba's immediately like, all right, let's jump off now. Yeah. <laughs> he just likes to do it. He's a messy bitch who loves drama, and that involves he drama <laughs> and jumping off roofs. Yami, you told me Doom Monsters are real, so you have to believe me when I say that it's okay to jump off this roof. Hey, uh, um, uh, what, hey. uh, the, the fancy data that they have to analyze is on a floppy disk because this was made in 2004. It's on a floppy disk. And that's very funny to me. And that's the last thing I have to say about these episodes. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, it was, it was cool. We get like more foreshadowing of the Leviathan. Yami sees it like the silhouette of it floating around in the sky. Mm-hmm. It's a big snake dragon. Oh yeah. Thing. The, like the, oh yeah. Cause when darts get, darts transports Kaiba and Yami to the astral plane in order to chat with him about his world domination plans. Yeah, he's like on top of it. Yeah, he's just just chilling on top of a dragon. Just like in the vision from 10,000 years ago. In a pink suit. God, what an aesthetic. Is it I, I, I thought it's a more of a lilac color. Yeah, it is lilac. I just love them. I like darts. Their aesthetic whips. They're not as cool as Pegasus, but that's an impossibly high bar. They're a close second. Like, they don't have any kind of personality like Pegasus did. Nope. But... Their their personality is the magic mirror that transports them from America to the Caribbean. Okay, yeah, that is really... And, and changes their clothes when they walk through yeah. the mirror. I love that. I it's, love it's, that. It's, it's, a, it's a dress sphere from Final Fantasy X-2. Uh, Ga- games. Yeah. For, for all you Final Fantasy heads out there, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, that's all I got. I, I liked just... It. I like their, like... Really long hair that's like tied into like a low, low ponytail, kind of like uh, fucking Jing Guangyao's from Motozushi. Looks really cool. You know what? You know what happened? You know what happened? Mm-hmm. Darts did their hair in a ponytail when it was in reasonable length and just like never bothered to undo it. <laughs> <laughs> they use Atlantis magic to like make it neat every day, but have never yeah, touched it but in 10,000 years. They... Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Atlantis is real. Oh yeah, that's... they finally they finally they finally say the dang thing. Yeah, there's now a, that's really all I got. There's a fun prophecy in a poem that I I was like, mm-hmm. this isn't gonna matter. Hmm. Whenever it comes up, they'll just recap the poem anyway, so there's no point in me paying attention right yeah, now. Yeah, right. We're gonna hear it five more times. Yeah. So yeah. I've got a quick yeah. post show segment. Hmm. Uh, 
Okay. You're going to love this. Trust me. Beyond two. For this week, I'd like to talk about someone I meant to talk about sooner, Mike Pollock. Uh, Mike Pollock is an American voice actor. He voices, in this show, he voices uh, Arthur Hawkins. Uh, in GX, he vo voices, uh, I believe his name is Vice Principal Bonaparte. Uh, that's, a, fuck you. That's, that's a character. I hate that. I might have the name wrong, but it's definitely Bonaparte. Uh, but anyways, like, he is, he has been a longtime 4Kids actor. Uh, he originally worked in radio in the 80s. Uh, he, in the 90s, he started doing, like, voice work. Uh, he got some appearances on uh, the like, voice roles in Pokemon, Kirby, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! And perhaps his most famous role is that of Eggman uh, in the Sonic oh, series. Yeah. yeah, he has... Yosh. He was originally hired to voice Eggman in Sonic X, and then four kids decided to just, like, get all the Sonic X voice actors for their games, and eventually they, they gave that up, uh, but Mike Pollock stayed because he is a really distinct voice for Eggman, and he's he's been Eggman ever since. Uh, that rules. For years and years, do you know when the first game he voiced Eggman was, Dan? Because, like, I, I have, like, an echolalia in my head um, from Sonic Adventure 1 when you fight him in the egg oh, in no. the end of Sonic Story, and all... Okay, because I always hear all systems, full power, and like that just is like always yeah. bouncing around in my head like a DVD so, logo, but I guess that isn't him. The, the, the previous voice actor for Eggman, I believe his name was Dean Bristow. I might be getting them mixed up. Let me check. That sounds uh, familiar. Dean Bristow. Uh, yep. Uh, yep, that's him. Uh, that was him in the Adventure Games and Heroes, but sadly he passed away in 2005. Uh, Damn. Since then, they've had Mike Pollock. Uh, I think his first voice role in a main game, anyways, would be Shadow, and then 06, and mm. then every other okay. game after that. Uh, right on. So, Thank you for your service, Dr. Robotnik. Thank you for your service, Dr. Robotnik, Professor Hawkins. Just, damn, PhD time. The range. The range. You can play a doctor and a professor. And a principal. And a principal. Every level of academia covered. Before I forget, I have to note with four kids voice actors if they were in a, a video Brickendo joint. And Mike Pollock <laughs> was Greg in Ratatoing. Uh, of course. Thank you, Ratatoingi. And Master Jin. I don't, in Little Panda Fighter, I don't remember. Uh, he wasn't the character. Oh, that Jack Black movie. Uh, let's see. And, oh, he has a pretty nice Twitter. It's funny. It's a bit normie humor, but it's fun. Mm, probably not as funny as mine. Uh, Which is also big normie humor, because you're a fucking Yeah, normie. well, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a power normie. It's different. You truly are. It's mm. iconic. I'm the, only, I'm the only person who unironically loves Minions and Funko Pops. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. I'm a luxury few can afford. 
Stop appropriating Peter Gabriel. Is that is that us? I reckon. Yeah. Okay. Cool. So I did say that for our St. Patrick's Day special episode, I would sing you a song. Okay. Um, Sing me a song. I do have. Okay. So I have one that I I was going to bed at three a.m. last night, and I was like, oh fuck. I said I would sing a song on Pot of Greed, and then I was like, I haven't played guitar in like a year. So I tried to play some guitar uh, last night. And... <laughs> it's fine. It's fine. <laughs> um, that inspires confidence. It's fine. It'll be fine. But I also, there's another song that I could try and do on Boran, which would be slightly more Irish of me, since it is an Irish instrument. Um, it is. It is St. Patrick's Day currently today. It is literally currently. We are. As, this is live. Actually, you're seeing this in your RSS feed, and this is we are physically sitting as you are listening to us. You know, I'm drinking. It's, Bro, I am just. I am just sitting here. Um. So I was just gonna. Do you want me to try and play guitar, or do you want me to I, try and play some drum? I will say, the guitar one I have rehearsed slightly. The drum one I have not. Ooh. I was gonna say guitar, but I like the idea of just like completely winging it with. The I want to hear okay. the drum. Okay, it's drums. All right. Uh, okay. Oh, oh! Before I sing this, I should say, um, content warning for sexual violence. Okay. It's a little bit poetic, but just a heads up there. <sighs> it's been many years since I've played the brand. Gentleman was passing by, he asked for a drink as he got dried the well below the valley. Oh, green grows the lily, oh, right among the bushes, oh. Her cup it flows up to the brim, if I were to stoop I might fall in at the well below the valley, oh. Green grows the lily, oh, right among the bushes, oh. If your true love was passing by, you'd fill him a drink if he was dry at the well below the valley, oh. Green grows the lily. If you be a man of noble fame, you'll tell to me it'll 
happen myself at the well below the valley, oh. Green grows the lily, oh. Right among the bushes, oh. It'll be seven years of burning in hell at the well below the valley, oh. Seven years of ringing the bell in the well below the valley, oh. Green grows the lily, oh. Right among the bushes, oh. I'll be seven years of burning in hell, but the Lord above will save my soul. Green grows the lily, oh. Wow. Holy shit, Sarah, that was really good. Whew. Oh my god, that was incredible. That was, okay. That was fun. I liked it. I haven't played Boron was, in like five years. <laughs> I forgot how it that, worked. That whipped ass, Sarah. Oh my god. <sighs> Thank you. Um happy St. Patrick's Day. Happy St. Patrick's, happy Day. Patrick's Day. Yeah. Have some just Fun, fun murder ballads. I love it. Um, Damn. I've been Sarah McCostumes. You can find me everywhere at Sarah McCostumes. Uh, we're Pod of Greed. You can find us at podofgreed.tumblr.com. You can find our Twitter at podofgreedcast. That's the Twitter. Not podcast. Do not get a podcast of greed. That is, <laughs> that there are. There's no other Yu-Gi-Oh podcast called Podcast of Greed. <laughs> They're fine. Uh, Come on the show. <laughs> Come on, the we're, show. We're getting them on the show. They haven't acknowledged we'll our it. existence, but we're getting them we'll on the show. We'll hash it out. We'll hash it out. Um, what else? Here are you, Max, Dan? Hey, I'm Max. You can find me on Twitter and Instagram and everywhere else at MaxiBajillion, as always. Uh, I'm Dan. You can find me at, at Mike underscore Dawson was a zero. I got my art blog, Art Dawson was a zero on Tumblr. My Kodash fee, where you can order art from me. Uh, that's co-fee.com slash Mike Dawson with the zero. I think I have to check again, but anyways, uh, also, uh, I run a comedy blog called at Xbox underscore holiday where Usher celebrates holidays with Xbox. Happy St. Patrick's day, Xbox. Happy St. Patrick's day, Xbox. That's today. I'm wearing green right now. I'm, uh, no, I don't think I own any green clothing. I think it's different if you are Irish and live in Ireland, though, so... Yeah, probably. Oh. My guitar's here anyway, so I'm just... I'm picking it up. How nice. Uh, uh, I'm in the mood now, okay? Yeah, no, this this is gonna be... If you play something else, we can fade it. Like, that'll be our outro track. Hell yeah, hell yeah, hell yeah. Yeah, um, yeah I, I, I set myself face down and fall out of a plane. I... <laughs> I set up my I set myself up to fail at playing this, but play it anyway. I set myself into a cool mech suit and uh, do a really well animated punch. Yeah. Oh god, wish that were me. Take us away. Black is the color of my true love's hair. Her lips are like some roses fair. She has the sweetest smile and the gentlest hands. And I love the ground whereon she stands. 
And I love my love, and well she knows. And I love the ground whereon she goes. And I wish the day it soon would come when she and I could be as one. So I go to the Clyde, and I mourn and weep, for satisfied I never can be. And I write her a letter, just a few short lines, and suffer death ten thousand times, for black is the colour. Of my true love's hair Her lips are like some roses fair She has the sweetest smile And the gentlest hands And I love the ground Whereon she Hands, and I love the ground whereon she 